bum, 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 we're flying into the danger highway to the danger zone. Got to take it right into the danger zone. Got a highway to the danger zone. Right into the danger zone. There's more than enough, man. More than enough. I love that, man. It's great. <laughs> Thanks so much, Brandon. No problem. Open no up problem. the show. I, you know what? I'm always impressed how. I mean, for the most part, I always send out the emails, let everybody know that this is what the yeah. show's all about, yeah. what's happening, but then everyone kind of forgets about it, or maybe they just don't want to do it because they're too nervous about it. Yeah, no. But then you guys on the fly, man, just pull it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. not a shy guy, but <laughs> by any means, that's for sure. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. It's this is a very, very exciting opportunity. I'm uh, pumped to talk about uh, our industry and what we do. We today. haven't had an uh, irrigation guy on there. No, uh, I didn't ask you that question. No, we question. haven't. No lawn sprinkler guys. Yeah, well, I been... think I've reached out to some people, yeah. but I don't know. I think locally here, and you're coming from Barrie, so it's a little bit of a track. Yeah, no, we, we have a major trunk, major contract here here in the city, so about 50% of our business is actually in the city, so it's not too uh, too uncommon. We, we come down here five five days a week, so yeah. so we're always down here doing uh, doing exciting stuff. We're going to get into stuff. the whole world, your whole business, nice. and how it all awesome. got started and awesome. why you chose that trade and Fantastic. i'm looking forward to it it's Fantastic. gonna be a great show yeah, so welcome absolutely. to the show and Thank i just want to do a quick shout out to uh white oak construction out of montreal i'm wearing their tee today nice. so it's nice you br you brought some swag for yeah us, i brought some great. swag for you guys maybe, maybe i can hey, we'll wear, wear it on yeah. the podcast i'll, I'm sure I'll throw you it on the next one it. yeah nice. I, I had a funny weekend everybody was reaching out to me going what's the address what's the address i'll mail it out to you i'll mail yeah, it out yeah yeah so nice nice everyone I'll, everyone i'm sure you got a i'm sure you got a whole closet full of swag it's underneath the table man there's lots nice unleash your voice on the construction life podcast community are you passionate about the world of construction trades and all things building related the construction life podcast wants to hear from you Leave us a review, share your thoughts, insights, and experiences on your favorite podcast channel. Your review fuels our mission to create engaging and informative content for the construction community. Your feedback is the mortar that holds our podcast together. Share your thoughts, rate us, and let the construction community know why the Construction Life is your go-to podcast. Visit our website and check out the nearly 500 tradespeople and construction professionals listed on the site. Connect with all of them. Check us out at www.theconstructionlife.com for additional content, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and valuable resources. Dive deeper into the construction world with articles, guest profiles, and more. Follow us on Instagram at TCL underscore The Construction Life. Follow us on TikTok under the same handle and tweet us at TCL Construction. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, check out our link tree, and find exclusive discounts for listeners. Link is in the IG bio. Join the conversation on Facebook, the Construction Life community. Brandon Happening is here, Hydro Green Irrigation Inc., www.hydrogreen.ca. You can reach them at 705-716-8316, and his email is office at hydrogreen.ca. Yep. And on IG, you can find them under hydrogreen.ca, and then on Facebook, Hydro Green Irrigation Inc., uh, and then LinkedIn under your personal name, yeah, right? Per Brandon Happening, yeah, right? Exactly. H-A-P-P-E-N-Y, or N-N-Y. -N -Y. E N E Y. Sorry. N E Y. Sorry. Sorry. For, sorry about the chicken scratch. No, 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 no. It's all good, man. Mine are worse. Trust me, man. How long have you been in the business? Uh, this started, we're actually approaching our 15th year. So uh, you started this, this it? Is, uh, yep. So I started with, with, with a partner back in the day. You're a young guy. Um, yeah, I started when I was uh, 19, actually. Back Did you guys consciously make like. We're going to get into irrigation. Uh, no, no. So the first thing, uh, you know, when you're young and you're ambitious and, and, all, and all that jazz, you uh, you want to, you know, put your finger in, in, in everything. We thought we were going to be a pro at everything, the property maintenance, landscaping, interlock, want to be one-stop shop. But as our life cycle went, 
grew. Um, we kind of just started focusing in on the irrigation portion, something that was unique about 15 years ago. Now uh, a little bit more popular, a lot, lot, lot more contractors in, in our field that are popping up. Um, if you can dig a hole, put a sprinkler in the ground, it's pretty much uh, people think that they're irrigation well, contractors. I, I love that, that, that you brought that up because uh, <laughs> I think that there's a side of the world that thinks that what we do is easy. Oh yeah, there, and there's then there's definitely that. Side. Then there's the real world. Yep, you exactly. know what I mean. It's not yeah. an everyday DIY. Yeah, it's not a thing. fantasy land to uh, to try and put an irrigation system, especially when you're dealing with larger systems. Even if you're doing an estate home, you gotta really know your pressures. Really, really know your really know your design. Design is huge, and what what we do, um, you want your system to perform. Um, and I, I want to get into all of that because yeah, this yeah. is really critical. First yeah. of all, and I'll, I will always say this. Our show is not about the DIYer. You can get a lot of tips as a homeowner. Yeah. And I think the tips that you should get from this show, hire a professional. Correctly. Have a conversation Correctly. with a professional Correct. and ask the right questions Correct. from a, by a, for a professional. Somebody that's in this trade. And understand that, that there's that value. service you're looking yeah. for. There has to be. You have to talk to a professional first of all. There's always a guy that you know can put up a sheet of drywall or you know dig a hole or you know lay a inter interlock stone. But how well can you do that? How much experience do you have doing that? I'm sure there's always um, a guy that could just build a rocket and go to the moon. But I'm not gonna hire <laughs> I'm sure, him. I'm sure a lot I'm of people gonna, do. Yeah, do I know, that. and try it out. Yeah. But no, and that's that's what I wanted to start off with. But I, I wanted to ask you about how when you and your partner were thinking about where do we go? Yeah, were you guys conscious to think of? Um, Money or path? Well, first? you know, well, you know what? When when I first started out, we had a uh, like I had a par partnership for about seven, seven years. That fizzled out. Uh, we ended up buying him out. That was in a uh, very young stages of our adulthood. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So we were chasing the that. learning years. Yeah, the learning years. A little bit of mistakes here and there, and blah blah blah. Right, some butting heads on some things, and then uh, we just decided to part part ways. But I won't talk too much about that. But uh, yeah, so the last eight years have been really something to write write, write home about. Once I was able to take my business and kind of implement my own thoughts and my own ideas into it it definitely took off in a direction that i definitely didn't couldn't uh foresee it going i yeah. always was very ambitious always saying hey i want to be the best irrigation guy in ontario blah 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 and i'm still thriving to be be there and we are well on our way to being there but uh you know there's just a lot of challenges and when you talk about uh, where that might thinking about money and what direction you want to go in at that time. Listen, you should have that conversation at that time. It's a business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, 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 but at that time we really wanted to just make all the money we wanted to like you, everybody's like, Hey, I want to be a millionaire. Hey, I want to, you know, <laughs> just be the best at what we do, but you can't have your fingers that you can't wear all these hats no. and, and expect to be a professional at uh, all of them. Yeah. Right? There's too much babysitting going on as you know, with, uh, you know, having a construction company yourself, I'm sure. And, you know, just, People are who you need to grow. Um, if you don't have the people, you aren't going to have too much success. Me, if you were to start your own business or with me and my business, I can only do so much by myself. Now, um, is irrigation, I'm just wondering if irrigation, should it be part of the plumbing code? Uh, yeah, so that's a great question. A lot of people say that. Plumbing is one aspect of the irrigation. You do get a certified plumber to do any work on the inside of the home. Yep. Okay, but on the outside, we have what's called a certified irrigation tech class and uh, or a certification, sorry. Okay. And then, uh, not a lot of guys have that or even know about it. Uh, there's an irrigation association out of California that monitors and is trying to create a, uh, not a red seal, but like a, just some sort of... Uh, legislation with it and make sure that the guys that are putting this stuff in know what they're talking about, know that how to build a system correctly so that if God forbid five years down the road, something happens to you, the next guy can come in and it will be built the same. Uh, not like, 
you know, some construction companies will do something one way, and then there will be 10 other companies that do it a little bit different. So bring me uh, another tea. Bring yeah, me another tea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you got that. But it's a lot more than just teas and, you know, pipe size. It has everything to do with pipe sizes, your gallons per minute, your flow rates, all this stuff like that. It's, uh, it's a little bit, people say, people think on the outside. When you look at lawn sprinklers, like, oh, it seems pretty easy, which for the most part, uh, small re residential jobs, sure. But when you get into commercial, if you want to do this plaza that, that, that we're in right now, it's a little bit more into it than what you uh, can expect to see, say, if you were to start day one with us and uh, you start seeing, oh, this is a little bit more than just digging a hole. You have to actually use your brain once in a while. Yeah. Which, there's uh, calculations involved. There's and a little bit of calculation, yeah. a little bit of thinking. But as that experience goes, you can kind of just go off by, well, me 15th year, I can go by feel, go see see what needs to be done over here, over there. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little bit, uh, it's it, it's a cool business in the sense that once you're good at it, there's not a lot of good guys in Ontario that are doing at it. Um, there's some big players, but uh, these guys have been doing it for their fathers owned it yeah, before. Yeah, and then just built I mean, it from there. Yeah, and then built it from there. Something was given to them. But you guys are starting from scratch. We started from scratch, yeah. Yeah, we got uh, we just had a big day today. We just uh, finally got a lease on, on a shop out of Innisfil, so that's okay. huge. A lot of big, nice big warehouse with a lot of outdoor storage. That's a big cha game changer for us. We're operating out of a much smaller space before, so this is about uh, 12, 15 times. So you're seeing bigger. the growth that justified yes. that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We just recently got incorporated last year, so that's always a big step for uh, especially for a lawn sprinkler guy, a lot of guys think uh, you make a couple bucks, but uh, if you do it right, you can definitely be successful with, with it. And uh, you know, uh, it's definitely gone in a, in a direction that even I didn't see it going. Once you're not to my own horn, but once you're good at something and people start recognizing that, you do get some traction. Some sometimes you get a little disappointed that maybe you didn't get that contract or maybe you didn't get that job. It's nature of the but, beast. But yeah, nature of the beast. But yeah. as, a, as a young man, sometimes that kind of knocks you down a rung type, type of thing just because, you know, you thought you had a well, good rapport with somebody. it's done on purpose, right, Brandon? Yeah. Because now it's like, listen, I know everything's going well yeah. and you're doing well. Yeah. Everything's great. Yeah. But you're not going to get this one because I need you to start thinking about other things to be yeah. focusing on to build the business. Correct, correct. That's how so, it works. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so my so my favorite word is uh, we're very fluid. So we're <laughs> so we're very uh, so it has to do with water. I know, uh, but uh, but no, it's uh, we're very fluid. Uh, we we react to the market and what what it's doing. Um, prices pricing changes from year to year. Um, have you seen the stupid increases over the funny years? Like, did uh, you I mean, the COVID years? Yeah, yeah, well, I call them the stupid years. The stupid um, years, yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that you guys are still dealing with plastics and petroleum. And yeah, so, so it's like so product. Had, yeah. yeah, so we had a lot of our, a lot of our products are plastic. Okay? Mm -hmm. And during the COVID lockdown and all that the stupid years, um, we had a resin shortage. I'm not sure if any of I remember any, that. Any of like other, uh, out of Texas or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there was a shortage on some pipes, shortage on some uh, type of controllers that we we all use all Wi-Fi controllers, all operated from your phone. Very cool system that, that, that we use. Do you think that um, there was an architect that was just behind the curtain that was just making a shortage on each component of every single trade? Just to and crank it up a just little Just to bit. crank it up a little yeah. bit. So it's like, okay, yeah. sprinklers are on the list now. We're going to mess with the manifold. <laughs> yes. We're missing this one component. We all yeah. know about cars with the chips. Yes, Every yes. car very, was missing very a chip, and the car couldn't go out because the chip wasn't there. And then all of a sudden, that chip got more expensive. I know right? concrete had issues. I know wood had issues. Yep. Engineered lumber had issues. Yeah. Like, Everybody had issues. Like yeah. it's like let's take one little component of every single trade and just mess with. Uh, it. I think that's what uh, may have been <laughs> ha happened. I thought definitely crossed my How mind. Did you but guys I correct that. How did uh, you we guys just bought more product. 
So okay, when, so when it did, when it, it did, when it did become available, yeah. if we had a shortage on, uh, say, something simple like you said, the uh, the poly teas or teas of any sort, um, instead of you know grabbing 150 of them, we might grab 500 of them. Instead of grabbing 50 controllers, that's nerve wracking. We, we would start. You don't have the work for all that. Yeah, well, it's not it's not nerve wracking. I definitely can forecast what's coming down down the road based off uh, uh, other years, yeah. and I already have jobs lined up, and I know what I need. We have spring orders that we that that, that we grab. So every spring now we grab a quite a substantial amount of product to uh, kind of combat a any shortages that may have happened or may be happening in the future. Because when we were in COVID, there were a few things that were short and, you know, you're doing a job, but you're just missing the uh, handles for the kitchen type of thing or the controller that operates the whole system. The architect and behind the curtain. Yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly. How much of your business is commercial and how much is it residential? Uh, we're about 65% commercial, 35%. So it's a good chunk. Of, like yeah. Almost, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we do like Walmarts, uh, McDonald's, we do Tim Hortons, Fresh Coast, Loblaws. Uh, that's a lot of stuff that we do up uh, up north. Um down, down here, we have a lot of sports fields with a particular school board. Uh, we have 124 of those. So just to manage that and to manage all the regular it's maintenance, lot, just, to, just to go around and flip the on switch yeah. and to inspect the system takes a couple hours. So to do 124 of them, I think it took us about two months to open all those up. Then, in, then in, uh, up north uh, is where we tend to not try and take any commercial down here. We have one major contract that's been fantastic with us. And uh, shout, shout out to Brian. Yeah. Um, what company? No. Uh, this TDSB. Okay. So, um, so, 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 yeah, we TDSB, were fortunate. The school board. School board. Okay. Yeah. yeah so right, he's, yeah. Uh, so that's that's our main major con contractor right now. Bef past that, uh, we have about uh, ninety-one commercial properties uh, up north. Uh, that that just think about. Uh, we have a, we have three trucks, uh, a van, um, vans down here full time. Uh, just going and turning the all these systems on is a good. Uh, it's a good chunk of time. Let's put it that, that that way. To run around and do all this is a lot of. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. A lot of organizing in, in behind the scenes. Having the right people that can go turn them on. Do do an inspection. Su suggest upgrades. Suggest upsells. Uh, we do a lot of training in house. We supply. Um, all, everybody that starts with us, and if they get through the first year or the first three months, and we really think he's a good candidate to stay with us long term, we actually put him through that CIT training. We sponsor them for that. Really? Uh, they go out to Delhi to a uh, company called Vandenbush. I'm not sure if you heard of these guys. Oh. They're a big uh, irrigation player here in uh, here in Ontario. They do a lot of egg, but they do a lot of rescom as well. They've been a great partner for us. We just switched th to them last year. Um, our previous partner was great. Uh, just some pricing and just uh, some availability on um, read the design. No design. No. They, they, they do designs for us. Uh, it's just like a one-stop shop irrigations guys, but uh, they also supply schooling, they supply training, and then we sponsor our guys go down there to Delhi to their, they have a beautiful farm that they host all the training. They bring guys from the States to do it. Uh, it's good. So, so, so if you ever wanted to come, work for us, um, just know it's that we just all, we're job. holding our yeah, hand. You were holding your hand. Yeah. You're, you're, you're entering a Which family. You're entering a family instead of, you know, you're not just a minion for us. Uh, we, 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 we truly do love all the guys that have been, uh, if without our guys, we would be nowhere. So um, I'm, I'm curious about, um, okay, we'll get back to the interview in a second, guys. But if you haven't already signed up for Phil, you should do it now. The marketplace is free and full of great listings. Find closer sites and make soil reg compliance easy. Phil's low tracking blows the competition away. It's a good looking and simple app. You get a real time view of all your sites, hauls and trucks right in your pocket. What if the other guy doesn't have Phil? No problem. They can sign up and send or receive the first truck in five minutes. 
No sales calls or IT guys needed. You can also invite other companies to join your halls like engineers, landowners, or even municipalities. Tracking doesn't require drivers to do anything. And there's a 14-day free trial. I bet you can move a lot of dirt in 14 days. Sign up for free on the website at www.getfill.app. That's www.getfill.app. You can also search Phil in the App Store. What's with the commercial places that always have that one sprinkler that's not sprinkling where it's supposed to be sprinkling? Or or it's knocked off and it's like, flooding. Yeah, something flooding. like, yeah, like yeah, what yeah, is yeah. that? Is that like someone just turned it or some well, kid in the middle of the night had a uh, beer and all of a sudden yeah, came by? Yeah, it could have been a homeless guy trying to be on the pack or trying to kick a, <laughs> kick, kick a field goal. You know, it could, could be something like that. We see it all the time. Yeah. We actually have different types of heads for if it's a high traffic area. We actually install steel steel heads where it's a lot more a lot harder to destroy them then now some of these uh commercial um irrigation heads actually have a check valve inside so when they do get kicked off they don't waste a lot of water you can imagine that if, if, someone's if, thinking yeah someone's been thinking over the last five over the last five years for sure but uh but no there's different things that uh, you can do to prevent that but yes so what the big thing is is sprinkler company a comes installs it gets the scores the job uh maintenance either goes to them or it goes out to tender or that GC might know somebody that, yep. uh, that, that could do it for X price. So then they would always pay for a startup and a close, right? So then in the middle, some of these major companies like Walmarts of the world, all that jazz, they don't want to pay for a, for a mid-season maintenance, which sounds weird because... They should. Well, that's should when, that's because that could be ten to, be to twenty thousand dollars more in water. Yeah, wait. But they they are such a big player that well, from what I've seen, sometimes they let it go. But if it is a serious issue, say if you have a sprinkler head spraying a major road or something, they'll we'll, we'll get a call, service it. But uh, sometimes if it's in the back forty, they just rather turn off that zone, have somebody come turn that zone off, not use it anymore. So depending on where uh, where you are and what. Um, how nice you want your curb appeal to be and how much you care about your property. Um, all these but you're already spending factors. the money to setting it up and hiring correct, the right person. Correct. But then you have to think uh, if you're a property manager and you have goals and bonuses, right? So if you get, so if you don't spend all the, all and the allocated well, uh, dollars, be bothered to, to complain about brown grass. Is that the yeah, idea? Sometimes, sometimes uh, about 20% of people are, are like that. Everybody wants to see green grass, but at the same time, if the bills get getting higher and, and affecting somebody's bonus is what we've seen in our market, wow. then people will just rather turn the system off, collect their paycheck at the uh, at Christmas, and then carry on in the spring. So when we do the spring spring startup, yes, we'll repair them, but there's no there seems to be no uh, no mid season maintenance for for the first. 50% of people. Uh, the other side of the coin is uh, we do have contractors that call us every week. Say, hey, another sprinkler has broken. And we know it's not you. Even if we just did this install last week. It's and called we have a, maintenance. And we have a three-year warranty on yeah. all our stuff. Um, but, you know, if somebody's coming by, somebody putting their snow fence in or somebody's putting the snow spikes for, for uh, snow plowing, smoked it in the, in, in the fall, we don't notice it in the winterization. When we turn it on in the spring, we see all these leaks and all that. But we're, we, we can't sleep over on properties all the time. We can't see everything. No. And same as these property maintenance companies, nothing towards them, but they can't be at their 100 properties all the time when they only have 10 guys bu bu buzzing around. Everything's operating during the middle of the night, so you don't really see that, right? You Unless need, it's something you need major. access into the structure? Yeah, yeah. You so still need access to get to the manifold, Yeah, right? no, we, don't, we, we need access to get to the controller. The controller so the controller okay. and then uh, site map or anything like, like that, all of our... All of our 
um, commercial properties, we if they don't have a site map, we make a site map okay. and put it into that customer file just because if um, person A were to leave after two years and then he was ma managing that uh, property for the last two, three years, he's going to know where everything is. But when the new tech comes in, He's gonna want to have a, a basically yeah, a map. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. So, so, so that's one thing that we do. Uh, but we basically know where all the manifolds are. Well, the, the the water main comes out of the build, building, hits the hits the green space, spreads out from there, and the water main could could travel 500 meters one way with a wire, and then we splice out from there. And that's where things things uh, kind of spider out. But you tell me, Brandon. I mean, like I'm assuming, technically speaking, on a big scale. Yeah. You guys are creating a balanced loop. Yes. Like if you start splitting lines to get to different zones, yeah. you have to get the volume balance. Is that right? Or Correct. Is that yeah, you, you're, on, you're on the right page okay, there. that's what I so, mean. Yeah. So basically you have a pressurized line all yes. the time. So yeah. that's normally an inch and a half, two inch line on a big commercial property. Yeah. Then from there you can, you can narrow it down. So you hit, say, 10 valves. And then each one valve turns on individually. It wouldn't be wouldn't be the whole man no, 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 whole no, system no, no. at yeah, once. Yeah. So so that pressure in that main line, the very end of the line, some sometimes sometimes it's just a straight T. Sometimes you do have a closed loop that goes around the whole build, but building the spiders out from from there. But there's different uh, different ways that you can build or design an irrigation system. Most of the time, it is this one solid line with a beginning point and an end point. Sometimes when you're doing that doesn't uh, sound very efficient with the water. Uh, but you but but, but 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 you narrow down. So you start with a two inch pipe. You have a certain flow rate going through there. Oh. Then you narrow down to an inch and a half pipe. Okay. So every about three hundred meters, you want to do uh, a step down or a step up. So say you're doing a long run, start with two and a half, go to two inch. So the pressure will be still the same down down at the bottom, but it's just uh, it's just how how you design it and. Uh, yeah, but it's it's designed in a way that you guys are already picturing the valves all open. Yeah, so, so it's all, you so have it's the pressure, but then all the valves open up. So one valve at a time. So so if you're the valve at the very end end, end of the line, and you turn that sprinkler zone on, then you have a series of eight to ten ten heads that spray and and, and as they're you, balanced and they're balanced. Yes. Yeah. So e even the flow rate that are coming that's coming out of each head, you have different nozzles that kind of go in. So yeah. say you have a square. And all, every head is doing a uh, 90 degree rotation, then you can have all the same nozzles in it. But say you're doing a square with a something in the middle, that one that's doing a full rotation needs to be four times the amount of gallons per minute coming out yep. than the ones that are doing 90 degrees. Uh, so a little bit of a uh, little bit of math there. If you want well, to have, well, you have an yeah. even precipitation rate, it's called. So so yeah. So th this is all An calculated. Even precipitation Correct. rate. Correct. Yeah. So and what's also a EPA. cool. <laughs> I guess you could call that. I guess you could call it that. Yeah. Okay. And then and then, then another term that people use is a nice even rain curtain. So from the base of the head all the way to the end of the head, you want to have a nice even distribution. Okay. So so that that comes into what type of brands you use. There's about five or ten to, to, to different sprinkler companies that we use, but um, the main ones are Toro, Hunter, and Rainbird. They all have great uh, rain curtains. They all have you great use all products. Yeah, we use all of them because okay. sometimes. A certain commercial job will uh, will call for you know Toro that that engineer likes Toro. Has they're specking it, yeah. They're specking it. So so or sometimes it's Rainbird, sometimes it's uh, Hunter. These are all the major players in the irrigation world. You do have Hydro Rain, K Rain. Um, every there's there's lots, but those are the ones that you want to stick with if you want to 
have something that's going to last you the test of time. Uh, I mean, if you go to Home Depot, you know, you can borrow, you can buy some Home Depot products. I, I know. You can buy some Home Depot products. A lot of DIY guys uh, out there, and they uh, put their own system in. They don't know about well, these But they carry nozzles. a consumer version of Rainbird there, don't they? Uh, they do. Or they don't anymore. Don't they, they, they used to. I believe they're starting to pull them back out because, it's, because people started thinking on the contractor world. Well, if you're selling them to... You know, it's, it's right. just a quantity thing rather right. than a quality thing, yeah. which is a great way of business model, not knocking that, but uh, kind of kind of gave them a knock, I guess, for on the contractor side of things, not to say anything bad about Rainbird. We use Rainbird for all our sport field ma- management stuff and all our uh, all our water management stuff that we use. We use flow sensors, all this jazz with Rainbird. But uh, when you're talking about the residential product that you can buy in the store, then uh, it kind of... On the residential side of things, we, we tend to stick to Hunter and Toro on that side of things. Uh, commercial, commercial, uh, Rain, Rainbird is the way to go. Really, sure. huh? Yeah, yeah. So th- is that where they got started? Uh, for, uh, <laughs> Rainbird story, I believe they just hit 70 years of their... Of being in the business now. Now I, I can't speak too much about Rainbird and their no, no, their no, history, but yeah. I am going to go check out their uh, their manufacturing plant in Arizona. Uh, their reps are taking t- taking him taking me there for a nice little four. Arizona kind of makes sense to have a manufacturing plant for irrigation company. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Arizona. Yeah, in Arizona. Well, it's kind of fun, funny in dry states like that. There is a lot of more emphasis on water management. There's not a lot of water to. To you know, wadier grass there. Not a lot of grass in Arizona, period. Right? So they use a lot of bubblers, a lot of drip systems rather than those nice big sprinklers you see river ripping maybe on the edge of this property in yeah, the early yeah. morning. Um, so, yeah. So, Eric, so we're, we're going to learn a lot more about Rain, Rainbird when we go I'm down just there. Curious about I'm not that, sure about yeah. the history and uh, who Mr. Rainbird actually is, but uh, somebody started it sometime and yep. they knew that there was uh, a need Correct. for it. And Correct. I want to flip on the other side. I, you mentioned it briefly about winter damage. Yeah. So obviously certain things happen and then you get a call and something's happening. And is it, is it most of the time <sighs> just the end? You Like it's basically the spray. The nozzle itself. That's Most of the time, unless somebody put their uh, put their spikes to market curb and hit the main line, which happens more often than not, because the easiest spot to put main lines and wires are along curbs, because those are normally the first things that go in yeah. when, when you're talking about a new construction for a plaza or a commercial property, right? So uh, we do we we, we do get, get get that, but. Uh, in the w- winter time, everything duh, there's no there's no pressure in the system. We blow them out at, at the end of the, at the end of the season. Um, so if they do hit something, they're, they're not really going to know until we come to the spring opening. And then spring opening, you know, we charge a flat fee, but then everything that bit the fix is is more right. So we go do what's called an inspection. Um, that inspection could take three hours, could be two days, depending on what happened. Well, yeah. And what the snowplow guys like doing is piling snow on I- islands. And normally there's a couple taller heads on there. So it is a good source of Snap. revenue yeah. for us, but it is also, uh, you know. But you that's wish. how the system is. It's just yeah. designed that way. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes it's calling for a 12-inch pop-up to be sticking out of the ground to service, some, service a big square garden or something like that. And then, you know, the... Uh, Sidewalk guy comes by, hits all three of them in a row. Uh, we we had a situation in Barrie at a Food Basics. Um, they, uh, City of Barrie came in, um, hit every probably hit forty two or forty four heads on along the sidewalk because you know sidewalks here and all our heads are right on the edge of the Did sidewalk. He know? No, and, and you know, but over time, you're obviously you're you're going to install this system to be lower than the sidewalks to think about this in the future. Uh, but when it's not your system that you installed and you're picking up this as a new contract and you know. 
that whoever the sidewalk plow guy was, he may add a drink or two. I, we, we don't no, know. We don't what know. We don't know. But it could have been a fun little game yeah, or something. Yeah, but, exactly. But uh, yeah, well, gave you guys some service center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Out. We're not complaining about, about, about that. But just to speak on the winter damage, yeah. it can be extensive or it can be, you know what? Everything's nice and tight, tight and right. But it goes back to planning, I guess, at the start of the process and anticipate. And it, and it, it brings me to my. Um, there's some people in my neighborhood that um, have irrigation and I have irrigation in the back, but I don't have it in the front yep. and eventually it's going to hopefully work out that it's all over the place. Yeah. But I find that most homeowners, I, I don't think this happens in commercial application, but most homeowners that have an irrigation system, yep. they like to show off that they got this beautiful lush grass. Oh yeah. And there's even one person that's actually gone even further. Like he's put irrigation onto the city's property because his house is yeah. So on the bull next bull to bull a, no 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 next to a park. Oh nice. So he's irrigating the whole park section of it. Yeah. So, and his green. I think he just didn't want that yellow grass from the typical park area. Correct, and yeah. then anywhere near his green, he yep. wanted the greenery kind of fall off the hill. Yes, sir. Into we, the park we, area. we have done stuff and stuff like that for uh, for. But I guess legally before. speaking, legally wise, you're not allowed. You're to not put, supposed to. That's what but, I So then we have uh, some something in our contract that he just uh, initials off on. That yeah. Is, you know if uh, same with boulevards, right? Yeah. Same, same with boulevards. Thing. You know, it's uh, you only own so much space past the sidewalk, all that jazz. So we have a little clause in there that you that you just initial off. And if the city were to come do anything, they hit a line. It's gonna they're be, not responsible. It's going to be on the homeowner yeah right so then we make that very clear in the sales process i want homeowners to also and know that even from the sidewalk line towards your house yeah that's not your property that's no. still city property yeah i think it's about uh, depending on what city you're in yeah there's it could a be four distance. to eight feet yes depending but so we always want to from water the curb that. from the curb uh, well from my understanding from the curb on the other side of the sidewalk street side i think it's eight feet from that curb so I think it might be three feet from the sidewalk itself, from the curb, and then you have a little bit of boulevard sidewalk, yeah. and then you might have not have two feet of your own property. But everybody that does irrigation puts it all over that, correct? Right yeah, to the well, sidewalk on the other side. Well, of what are you going to do? You're you're, you're going to want to make it even. You have that even. And there's no point rate. in watering the sidewalk. <laughs> no. So you got to get the line on the there other are, side. There are some situations where, you know, homeowners want to save uh, a couple bucks, and we can work with them that way and say, hey, if you're spraying over the sidewalk, um, it's on you if a runner in early morning runner is upset with you or if a city comes by and says you're wasting water. Runners don't run on sidewalks, and that's what I can't stand about <laughs> yeah. runners. No, Same as go bike, ahead, send bike, me your letters bike. all you want. They, yeah. they run on the opposite direction of the roadway. You got it, man. And then when you're towing your tra like, trailer yeah. down the road. I'm they, like, get on the sidewalk care. and yeah. run on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. We, we've, we've had a few discussions uh, about that in the shop. <laughs> people. So people, annoying. People, it's just people so slowing annoying. us down. Like, or you, don't, you don't want to run on a sidewalk. Especially right. in the city when you're towing a big truck and, you know, a nice trailer. And, and now you're on the and road. And now you're on the road and it's already thin enough down there. Then they get streets. upset because you're on the road. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're a pedestrian we're on the roadway. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, and I think what the problem is at that point is um so you get these homeowners they have the irrigation they set it all up it's great have they figured out because i don't know you would know this for yeah. sure techno metal post screw piles are installed by our trained certified professionals using specially designed hydraulic machines the piles are augered in until they reach a specified torque and depth allowing our installers to determine the load bearing capacity for this structure Helical pile foundations are made from hollow structural steel HHS that is compliant with ASTM A500 grade C. They are designed, tested, fabricated, and installed in compliance with Canadian, European, and U.S. building codes. When compared to bolted coupling and similar products, TMP's fully welded couplings ranked 
above the others and provided maximum strength, rigidity, and enhanced buckling resistance. Different shaft and helical blade sizes are available to accommodate the needs of structural support and site soil conditions. Our engineering department provides assistance to determine the appropriate sizes for specified project types. Reach out to them at www.technometalpost.com for your next project is there a sensor that determines whether it's already raining so then you don't have to turn the system on? Correct. So, there is a sensor now. So, so, so you have a rain sensor wow. that could be wired or wi- wireless. And then they have actually have Rainbird has a good product. We use all of their rain sensors. Um, they have a rain freeze warning. So sometimes if it drops below, it we, get yeah. a war- we, we get a warning. Not to say that your system's in danger, but uh, the homeowner will get a warning on their phone saying that, hey, um, if, if you forgot... Or they would never forget because they would an email from us, but you have to winterize your system pretty soon. Because sometimes, you know, at the end of February, or sorry, the end of October, it dips down, but yep. it could always pops back up. You get a little up. cold, yeah. Right, so it just kind of serves as a warning for homeowners, or if you're connect, super connected to our Rainbird IQ system, then uh, it will just throw a warning up to us and we'll relay as a as a notification on our phone. So on some of our sport fields that we use, we have a nice... Um, controller called the Rainbird IQ system and with flow rates and all that flow sensors. So say if a, say if a field's using 10,000 gallons of water per watering, all of a sudden that's 12,000 gallons. It means that, Hey, there, there's a head that's broken, broken, send a service tech there, or there's a break in the line or something has let go. Right. Uh, On the flip side of that with the rain, um, if you're using 10,000 gallons of water, you can imagine how much that costs. Yeah. Right. So the rain sensor, if it's, if it senses has 15 millimeters of rain or, or, or more, it will turn that system off for the next run cycle. So if, so if today it's raining, pouring, pouring cats and dogs, tomorrow morning is supposed to turn on for six hours of watering, it'll turn that off and save off. a couple bucks. So it's not only just spending the money on the rain sensor, it's your savings that you will get back, whether you're a residential, commercial, industrial, sports field, golf course, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, sports you field is a big thing because it's, if you've got scheduled events, yeah. right, you don't want a field. Oh no, no, exactly. So it's always in. It's always in the morning. Yeah. And then some. Some of these fields that the school boards use are they rent them out to uh, softball teams. Yeah. They rent them out yeah. to soccer kids, yeah. soccer teams, right? So there are. So you don't want to be a so mosh each pit. school. Yeah. So each school, you do definitely communicate with that uh, with that maintenance guy and say, hey, when are the when are the events that are happening here? And sometimes you have events like uh, Terry Fox Run, or they're doing a uh, firefighter uh, showcase at a high school or something, and they're using the field or something like that. You can't really foresee that kind of coming, but uh, we have the ability to open up an app on our phone and shut off that that school. So, so what's really cool about what we do is. We're more on the technology side of things. There are other contractors out there that are doing this, doing it well. But uh, we just adopted this thing for the last uh, three years now. And we're always trying to upgrade our commercial properties so that we can have remote access to it. Makes some, a lot of sense. Some, some guys, you know, some some of that may be a Wi-Fi connection. Or then on this Rainbird IQ, um, you actually have a, cel- a cellular connection so it's a 4g connection that we install inside the controller so that if you know um some people don't want us to connect to our wi-fi because it's an open source that we yep. have with our controller maybe I'm not a hacker by, by any means but somebody might be able to get into yep. their secure secure files so that's when we use our our uh, cellular data data and then that's 
been something that we push to all of our commercial. It's, it is a cost uh, at the beginning, but then if you have a flow sensor, so you have the savings. ability to turn it on. Yes, but there's it's a cost of five to ten thousand dollars to upgrade. So are you running thing. sensors to each zone? <laughs> no, so we're running sensors to the controller. Okay. And the controller tells the 30 zones to turn on and off or four zones or hundreds of well, whatever zones you have. But if the sensor sens sens senses the rain, then it just tells this whole cycle to turn off. So where are you placing the sensor? Uh, it's normally on the roof. So if we were to do this oh, on this okay, building yeah, here, right. it's a very uh, it's up top. Or if we're in somebody's backyard or doing a nice project of that in nature, back fence post or on an eaves trough or on the back of a pool shed, cabana, some somewhere that's out of sight. Um, it's about the half the size of my cup here, uh, so it's not very. Uh, it's not very hurtful on the eyes or anything like that, but uh, it's necessary. We we always quote quote them. If you're not going to do it, you'd be kind of silly not to, especially on a bigger, bigger application. You have a bigger home, even if you just have a townhouse with a couple zones, a couple flower pots. You're doing micro irrigation, all this stuff. You don't want to save a little bit of my money, especially in today's world. Nothing's getting cheap, cheaper. What is it? Is it a cup? Like it? So it fills up with water? Yeah. So it's a series of uh, of corks. So it's slices of corks with a little. Almost like a funnel at the top, oh. and then once the corks reach a certain saturation, um, then it presses down on, on the sensor, and then it tells the controller to not operate for twenty four hours. So if we're going to water tomorrow morning, then then it uh, tells that cycle to turn off because you've gotten a sufficient amount of water the day before. Then we normally water every other day, so we'll skip the next day naturally, and then the next then so two and a half days from now it will turn on again and get all that. Necessary water onto so grass, vegetation. If, if, if you had a, a get together with the boys or something like that, yeah. and you had a few too many beers, yeah. and one guy finds the sensor and he thinks it's like a bullseye now, and he starts to it's urinate happened. on it. <laughs> oh well, if you can urinate on something that's on, on top <laughs> no, of a pool house, in the lawn or something, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's it's, it's above your head. So, oh, so okay, if you so can do that, I'd be pretty I'd right. be pretty impressed. It's the one guy that can shoot it over a minivan. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. we've always heard about. Hey, that unicorn, yeah, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. But but if you saturate those corks that material so much it will actually tell the system on its own to turn off to turn off for 24 hours 24 hours yeah okay. and, and there's different settings that you can do on that but we Pretty always cool. set it to 24 hours yeah um and then just, just touch on the freeze point that we were just talking yeah about. yeah then then if it if you have a couple of days of cold weather say you get a freak um october you're going to get a warning and then you, our, our systems are never really in danger because the ground has to actually freeze for it to be in danger right so think about but you're also there the, the, the your piping yeah. is not 100 percent full uh, or is it the, the main line the pressurized line would always be 100 full, percent but full. The, when you branch off to the head yeah the valves so, so they're called zone lines or okay. zones or yeah yeah. But they're not 100% full. No, uh, they Because are as not. soon as you shut the system off... Yeah, they're going to drain out the lowest drain point. Drain a tiny bit. A tiny yes. bit. Uh, they might be 60% full, 70% full. Okay. But uh, no, the, we don't really see too much uh, ice and freeze damage. Uh, we're pretty good on the fact that we started our blowouts October 1st. We have three crews that go out and do that while we're still installing and while we're still doing maintenance to, to other things. There's always uh, something to do in the irrigation world, especially when you have so many contacts that we've grown to have over the years. There's always, you think it's about to slow down or think three weeks from now it's going to slow down. <laughs> it, it, it never does. It never does. Busy. Yeah. Never. Last four years have been. So when you're not doing new projects, you're servicing existing projects. Correct. Servicing existing projects, fill, fill, filling, filling, filling in the blanks with inventory counts, uh, so filling the blanks with some admin work. Uh, the guys themselves, there's always something to do. Uh, we tend to do all our installs first and fill in with maintenance. Um, there's always a commercial property call calling saying there's an issue 
Uh, not the not the fact that we installed it wrong or anything like that, but just uh, I, I wouldn't something say vandalism. I wouldn't say vandalism, no, but uh, something weird has happened, yeah, or yeah. you know, uh, somebody ran over. There was an accident, ran over a bunch of heads. Um, some weird things have happened o- over the years for sure. So how do you? I mean, I'd love for you to walk everybody that's listening to. Yeah. I go. I guess go on the residential side. Like, yeah. uh, where do you begin? Like, how do you suss out things? You just try to figure out the square footage of the area, the yeah. space. What's in the way? If there's a deck, if there's flower beds, or if there's a, a gazebo, or so, whatever. Correct. So you're trying to figure out where the heads are going to be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so first of all, there's different types of heads. You got drip irrigation. You have spray heads. About I, we call them misters would be the best way that the listeners misters. would be able to know. Misters. <laughs> nice fine mist. Those are normally for gardens. So you got to identify what the client's needs are. Are you going to be putting a pool in? Are you going to have some nice terrace on your deck that you're going to want some micro irrigation into? Or is this just for your green grass and you don't care about the gardens? Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. So on the typical house, um, everything, a lot of people think pressure is what's need, needed for irrigation. It is needed. You need to have, you need to have the head pop up and be, look strong. But uh, the gallons per minute is what really determines what type of design we're using. So you have to have that volume of water to supply that, say, zone one that has a nine gallon a minute requirement. So You're teeing off from the source of the structure? The source, yeah. So just teeing off the source. Coming that, out of what, like a three-quarter line? That could be like a three-quarter line okay. coming, teeing off before your water softener, any filtration, going out the line, uh, going out the wall nice and clean, uh, goes down into the ground into a one-inch line. And then from there, we just spider out. We always have a main line that's pressurized. Okay, and then past that, you have your zones. Um, back to my point where residential homes, they normally have anywhere between 8 and 12 gallons a minute. So each one of our heads, each one of our heads that rotate, you know, the ones that look nice when they pop up, nice strong pressure, yep. they have 1.5 gallons a minute coming out of the nozzle. Okay. So if you have a, a you have six heads on there, that, that's going to be... Uh, you're already using the volume. It's going to be nine gallons a minute, minute that you're going to need. And then you have to think about changing the nozzles. So when I go up to a person's house, say it's a residential, um, we always do a, me- a, a measurement of the largest areas. Um, say if it's uh, 100 by 20, e- e- each, one of our, each one of our heads are spaced out between uh, 20 to 25 feet. Yep. Each head sprays 21 to 27 feet, depending on how much pressure. Okay. Um, so typically we tend to stick to five heads per zone when we're quoting things out. Um, to answer your question about how we assess that, um, if, if it's, we measure it out, if we do our design, we just, we just mark it up when we get back to the office. We do a quick little hand sketch. We have a form that, 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 that myself or a sales rep will We'll punch in all the pictures from every every angle, what okay. the plumbing source is like, what the client's needs are. Do they want a Wi-Fi controller? Do they want just a traditional one? Um, do they want just something with a dial, something easy? Um, What's the price increase on the Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi's, we sell them for about 700 bucks. Uh, so worth it, though. So I mean, worth it. It's worth it. It, it. It's very worth it, especially if, you, you know, everybody's got smart homes now. Everybody's got the smart Everyone's lights. Everyone's using the smart thermostats. Now, now you got these uh, yeah. lawnmowers that are mowing the lawn automatically type of thing. Do they really? Yeah, you haven't seen these yet? No. Oh, I guess you're not in the green industry, but these are big things now. They have this little, uh, it's kind of like a Roomba for your lawn. 
Husqvarna makes a really good model. I'd be a little nervous about having that outside. It's got still yeah. a, a spinning blade on it. Yeah, man. especially if you have a small dogs or something like that. We've thought about that, but I guess if you have no dogs, no kids, and nothing really to, uh, I don't know. I take solace in mowing the lawn. It's actually very therapeutic. It's very, it's very therapeutic. I'm not You're saying right. that it's a huge enough lawn that you have to get a tractor mower and like that, but just yeah. regular push mower. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. Put, 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 put the AirPods in and uh, kind of one hour to yourself. I, I guess I, I you could get it motorized and put a camera on it and you can watch the dog being run over by it. <laughs> you don't want to do that. No. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, yeah. The, yeah, the technologies can be, I mean, it makes sense for irrigation to have that Wi-Fi connection where you can see and also it'll let you know if there's any services issues coming up. If, if yeah, yeah. So on the residential yeah. side of things, normally uh, they, there's a little bit less features on, on that with Sydney service and all that that are going to yeah. come up. A lot of guys opt out to, if you're a homeowner, you know, your, your system's already... Five to ten thousand um, dollars. That flow sensor may cost you nine hundred bucks, and they say, "You know what? We don't need that. We're going to be home all the time. If there's an issue, we're going to see it." Which but you could turn the system off from there. From that. So, so on the residential side, we give you all the all all the controls and all that. Yeah. We don't want to monitor that. We no. don't charge a fee. The homeowner to take care of it. Yeah. They can take care of it if there's an issue, some uh, warranty work to be done. It's very rare. We they they'll just I'll just always ask them to turn the system off, turn the water off be there in four days with uh with myself and a crew or or one, one of our main guys in a tech or whatever and then uh past that um yes uh the, the residential side of things there isn't a lot of fail safes but on the commercial side that's when the bigger players will invest that money because they see the long-term play yeah. rather than you know the homeowner that you know wants to uh Save a few bucks, which is what every homeowner wants to do these what's days. The, what's the number one thing that homeowners are doing wrong when they start doing their own irrigation? They putting their heads too high? The all-new Kohler Home Generator. The most powerful. The most durable. The most customizable. And home generator you can buy. When it counts, count on Kohler. No, that's too high. No, well, we've seen that, but uh, with the more clips it off, yeah, 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 a lot of decapitations going on. (laughs) Yeah, seen that a lot, right? Sprinkler decapitation. Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of that, but no, so the biggest thing is uh, going back to that gallons per minute. A lot of guys don't re- realize oh, about that there's little non- nozzles point. inside those heads. They yeah. put eight heads at three gallons a minute each. You got 24 gallons requirement on that one zone. You're gonna sp- Looks like you're taking a pee. For yeah, like it's like nothing. Yeah. No yeah, water nothing. at all. Yeah, exactly. But so, even coming out of the house, if you're coming out on a one-inch line, yeah. but you're still coming out at 12 gallons per minute, Yeah, you still have to treat it the five head kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so that... that that brings us up to nine gallons a minute. So if your house was pu- pu- pushing 12 gallons, you still have that constant full, full yeah. pressure. That 60 yeah. pounds of static pressure will still be built up. And once the zone line's full, it, it fires well. But if you're looking at, if you have a requirement of 15 gallons a minute and you only have 12, it doesn't look so hot. No. Especially it doesn't look so hot if you're a contractor and no. you've installed it that way. Mm-hmm. You call yourself a professional, which we see a lot during, during the uh, course of the summer. We fix a lot of other people's uh, systems. We, Our motto is always, you know, you got to do it right the fir- first time. Why cut corners? Why uh, why try and charge $500 less to do something that, you know, you're going to have to fix three three years down the road? Are you, what, sorry? Whether that be, you know, pressure-related, product-related. Um, anything. Anything related. Uh, well, I mean, straight up with, with you in there. They just designed that future service into the model. Yeah. But it's not... I think there's more value in designing more 
sales in the model yep. where you did a great job, you're yeah. maintaining it, you're taking care of it. It's doing exactly what you said it was going to do. Yeah. Then you're going to refer to another person. You're going to talk to them and you know, Give the guys sales, Andrew Green a call. Sales are anything yeah. with us. You have to really manage your customers' expectations, especially on the residential side of things. If they think you know you're gonna have a water a water park in the backyard, then that's not really realistic. But uh, just manage uh, what they're to to expect with the maintenance that that comes up with it. You always gotta open and close. Um, we have a clause that if you open and close with us, we have a five-year warranty. So if you sign up for a five-year plan, you have a five-year warranty with us. But just open and close our fees, obviously. Um, there's, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of... I'm assuming that you're also doing a lot of networking with builders. Big time. Yes. Because it's part of the building process. And, and even just not just so much on the commercial side, it's on the residential side now. Correct. A lot of like you said, a lot of homeowners are getting savvy to the smartness of what's out there. Yes. And this is one of those details. Yeah. Well, well, back when I first started, I was working with a guy when I was 17, 18, playing uh, junior hockey, trying just for beer, my money type of thing. And I learned a lot from this guy. And then we started doing size, side jobs. And then uh, he kind of said we had to part ways because we started becoming uh, competition at 19 years old. So that gave me an... Uh, he brought my that old, up? My old pal, yeah. My really? Old pal, uh, we have to part ways because technically you're becoming my yeah, competition? Yeah, it's, it's a very, very weird situation. That's a weird... So it was, it How was, about we partner and we work together and we feed each other work? Yeah, so I was working for a guy, right? And then, uh, and, and then so then I was doing side jobs, right? So that, I learned a lot from him and all that jazz. But then when, when, uh, when that... When my employer said, hey, uh, you guys are going to be competition now. We said, okay, well, let's go buy ourselves a little Dodge Dakota. Wasn't looking too uh, too hot by any means, a little Lowe's trailer. We actually had Tupperware in the back. And, uh, and you know, I would, have the beginning. I would not have hired me back in the day, but uh, we stuck our nose to the grindstone, and we got through all that. Eventually upgraded, upgraded, upgraded. So we were at a comfortable spot. And then uh, now the rest is history. Like I said, we just got that shop and, Got a bunch of trucks now. But you saw the value of networking and just communicating. But with the people. but the value of networking is so underestimated. A lot of people say, "This is how I'm going to do things." If you don't want to go with me, whatever. Blah 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 blah. But people don't realize how small the construction world actually is, and especially if you have a bad name. How fast that travels, or and then. You can do 10 good jobs, as you know the saying. You can yeah. do 10 good, good good jobs. Nobody says anything about it. You do one little one. small mistake, yeah. and everybody knows. And you don't about. do anything about it, or yeah. you don't step up. Yeah, but, uh, but, but, yeah. To speak to you about, uh, but to speak to you about networking, networking's big. Like, we're, we're, we're a BNI mem member. We meet a lot of people that are, you know, uh, a little bit more on the higher end. You see end. the value in the BNI? Uh, I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bring yeah. it up because they just BNI, reached out. Uh, yeah, B and I. Um, we do. Uh, we, I do a a breakfast club. This is all in the winter win winter time. Obviously, in the springtime or the summer, I'm not attending very many meetings. By any you time. do a breakfast? Like, what do you guys all? So hang we do out a breakfast in the cafeteria because yeah. you're on detention. Like, I yeah, no, no. <laughs> we so we uh, so there's a one guy. He's a uh, he's basically like a flyer guy or like a. Uh, Digital mar mar marketing, and he okay. created this idea that instead of you know charging all this money to be in this printed ad, yeah, why well, why don't we get why don't we showcase a small business which would be like a uh, stacked or like a bloom or something some small business, and then we go there at six a six thirty in the morning and spend two hours there just networking, nice. and we all breakfast, and then we have two two guest speakers that want to do about ten minute blurb on what they do. Okay, we have a list of all everybody that's there, and then if I go down the list, I say, oh, these two home builders are, are here. So there's twenty people in the room, forty people in the room. I want to go talk to those guys, introduce myself, give give, give, give a card. 
that that may not come to fruition or come back full circle until maybe even next year. They may only, they might even have an irrigation guy. But in our, well, it doesn't in, hurt. Like it's yeah, it doesn't hurt. But yeah. in our but in our industry, we're very unique in the sense that there are a lot of older generation people that own these big businesses, and they are going to be retiring soon. So we've had we've been fortunate enough to get a couple contracts of that nature from people that have retired, and they don't know who the next person. What it would be, but two years ago, I gave them a card. And now they're calling, and uh, these old guys just look at it. That's a problem that I'm not dealing with right now. Or that's now. a problem. Or they're downsizing. It's too much. They've made their money. They want to. They want to hang out. They got their nice home. They got a nice shop. All that jazz, and they just, you know, may may not have the people that. Don't that you they think have. that at that point the old dog should be looking at who am I going to hand this off to? Like yeah, they they do, but then you know. You know how it is hand, handing things off to sons. You know, it's, it's 50% of the times it works. Maybe they have a really good employee they want okay, to Okay, so who's the fault there? Is it the fault of the son or the fault of the teacher? Like, I'm going to blame Mr. Miyagi or am I going to blame the karate kid? I guess it's all it's all about the, what type of situation that actually yeah. is, right? Was it, was the kid... Was the, were they were they taught or? correctly? Were they given the right lessons? Maybe not. Were they not asking enough questions? So I guess it's like maybe a 50-50 at fault. Maybe 50-50, but that's where us with what, what, what we're doing here at Hydrogreen, we we really want to eliminate all of that. We want these guys, we want to create careers for people. Yeah. Like it's one thing to have a guy that can dig a hole for a year, but uh, why not transform that guy? If he's a good guy, you know, a good head on his shoulders, you know, uh, stud was what we we, we, we called him um <laughs> then if he's going to be that guy then i'll give him the opportunity to make himself you know yeah. a life and uh and i've done that with many people before some have crashed and burned some people have been people they that just weren't cut that, for the biz that i thought they were and okay. you know some people are have their issues outside of work that i couldn't re really see or foresee um you know you know everybody has addictions all the stars everybody has you know Family stuff going on at home. There's that's lots super of tough. personal. Yeah, there's lots sure. of personal stuff. Yeah. And I don't judge anybody on that type, type of thing. But you know, if we just don't want that here, that that's all. So it is disappointing when you invest some time and money and effort into a person. It's happened a few times before, and then they drop off. But then all the other we have, uh, we have four guys now that are just amazing. Uh, we got uh, Nick, Max, Jake, and Brad. Shout all out, young shout guys. Out to those guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all young guys. Yeah. Exactly. Max, Jake, and Brad. Or, I'm sorry. Max, Jake, and Nick are. Uh, they're all. In the, uh, two of them are in university. Um, they're just getting their third year of university. I got Max here. He's doing some some electrical apprenticeship. He left us. He started with us when he was 15. Now he's 20, 20. He wanted to be an electrician. Didn't really work, work out for him. So then now I'm. He giving, went from irrigation to electrician. Yeah, yeah, because uh, now these high schools have these uh, apprenticeship programs now. So yeah. it's not like when we went to school, maybe, maybe you have to go to college, then you start your apprenticeship. Yeah. So they can actually start it in. Yep. Uh, in high school now and get their hours. So yeah. he was doing that. It was great. It was uh, good for him. I was super happy for him. Obviously a little disappointed that I lost a stud. But uh, but then about a year and a half later, he called us up and said, uh, you know, I'm just now wor working out here for a slew of reasons. And then uh, so now he's uh, he's fully on board with us, and we're super happy to have him. Um, we got Nick. That's a great guy. Um, he's a very intelligent young, young man. He's taken uh, some big business at Dalhousie. Then we got Jake, the uh, the hockey stud. Uh, he's playing uh, junior C out for the Grimsby Peach Kings. Nice. And uh, he's going to, um, I think, big master now. So he, he did go to, to the States on a hockey scholarship. It wasn't for him, so he pulled shoot pretty quick. And then uh, we got Brad that was been with me for, uh, this is his eighth season now. Brad's a... Uh, Unique character. I met him a long time ago. Um, How'd you find all these guys? 
Brad was a Kijiji guy. I'd rolled my ankle on a commercial job and needed a guy to dig underneath the sidewalk. And he showed up Kijiji on a bus. Guy. Wow, he showed up good. on a bus with good attitude. And then uh, the rest is history. But uh, the other guys, Max, this Max character I was talking about, his parents were our first customer. So I knew him when he was uh, four years old. So that was pretty cool. And then now his brother actually works with us too. Shout out to Sam. And then... Uh, so those guys, and then Max found the other two two young young men that uh, just like minded I- individuals, good families, uh, good head on their shoulders, best interests of the business in mind, uh, just just uh, all around good guys. You know, just uh, we don't like to send guys with uh, three smokes hanging out of their mouth to no, say hi no, to you. No. Uh, everybody's clean cut. Everybody. You know, it looks good, quote unquote, and then. Uh, but they get they all get the business that you they guys get are the big business, and they've seen it where. Uh, you know, it wasn't where it is now. Four years ago, it was a little bit different. These last three, four years have been a big, big game changer. Oh, really? Big, huh? big explosion yeah. for us. Yeah. So these guys have been around for, they've seen it. They've seen the life cycle kind of from a smaller to now what I would like to say we're large now. Uh, we do a lot of business, which we're very fortunate about. But uh, these guys have seen it. They've seen the value in the business. They've seen the uh, career opportunities. And, you know, as they mature, I give them more and more of a longer leash. And uh, and they help me, so I try and help them out as in any sort of leadership roles, any sort of organization skills, um, irrigation skills. Like, I have my 15 years experience, then two years before that. So I'm doing it for 17 years, believe it or not. And I've seen... Uh, crap and i've seen stuff that blows my socks off where i'm impressed and you know just and then you see those type of things and you kind of I- implement what other people are doing and kind of add it to your pile and you're always polishing wax on wax off like mr yeah, miyagi yeah, right yeah, yeah. so but i don't think it's a negative i don't think it's a negative if you train and invest in a person no. and then they decide listen this may not be for me i'm gonna That's give okay. this a go That's okay. i think you. that the kids and the employers should give them let them have that opportunity and i leave all that decision yeah. to them I, I don't force anybody to stay here i don't force anything like that but uh, if we were, I think have, good peoples will just circle right around. Yeah, exactly. And you never know. You might cross paths again in a future endeavor. Yes. You never yes. know. And it's funny how you say that because that's exactly what happened with Max. Yeah. Right? And he was a, he's a good guy. He helps me out a lot. But uh, just training people. Training people can be tedious, right? But uh, it might seem like you're getting nowhere sometimes with certain people. But, excuse me, o- over time, it uh, definitely pays off. Whereas... You can trust them to do something the way that you taught them to do it rather than some people, you know, come in, you're starting to swing a hammer for a framing company and, you know, guys get cocky and say, I know how, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, let me do it. Yeah, it's, it's like, no, you, follow, you, think- you follow what I'm doing for a month yeah. and then do it this way. You may swing a hammer like, like however you want to swing it. This is how you actually swing a hammer. But I think it's first the kid, the person starting out should understand the culture of the company. Yeah, well, yes. To get a sense of what Clearly they come fine. Because well, you yes. never know You're bringing your l- learned lessons from the previous employer Correct. You bring it to their game now And you want to listen to what they're all about Correct. And then you can contribute to what you've learned To theirs Correct. and vice versa Keep on going it. And I keep thinking that as an employer You teaching them again Because they're another person You've said the same spiel and gone yeah. all over again it, it also benefits you as an employer too Because well, now yeah. you can hone the way You communicate with the employee Yes. You can see what was absorbed well and not absorbed, right? Correct, correct. And then you can figure out, okay, how can I be more efficient with my new staff and my yeah. new projects? New technology is coming down. So correct. you have to kind of hone your own skills too. Yeah. Oh, no, for, for sure. And managing the people are, is yeah. a skill in, in and of itself, knowing people's strengths. and we, we, What's we, the biggest weaknesses? fault in construction? What it's do you mean? lack of communication. Oh, people do oh, not yeah. know how to communicate properly. No. So why not practice that? 
Yeah, that's that's as something an employer that is, and as an employee. That's something that not a lot of people do practice. It's more so. Uh, it's more so. This is how it's been done. I know how to do it. And employee better, I, better I do it, right? It's not yeah. really not really how we do it here. Uh, of course, we have to get a certain amount of work done. Of course, there's always that. But uh, if there's a way to get something done easier, then you tell me. I want to hear it. You tell me. And I'll go get it for you. I'm all ears. I'm Trust going to get me. it for you because yeah. in in the end, it makes things more efficient it for us. Does. And in, in the business world. Eventually, it, I make more, more money. There you go. Exactly. So a lot of people don't think of it fully through like maybe myself or you would think about it a lot like that. But uh, yeah, there's a lot. I of, think it's a narrow mindedness. You get. A, I think it's mostly the younger guys that have had opportunities to grow their business faster than the older guys. Correct. Because all the older guys took there was stages there's like a path yeah. and it didn't happen overnight no. it wasn't like no at the start of the season and then by the end of the season i had 15 employees You're now. yeah, yeah. no it doesn't happen that no, way no. but i think the younger guys that get to that point they don't communicate properly to their new staff yeah i think they they uh dismiss and, them too soon Oh, you mean they don't give them the enough of an opportunity? They don't teach them. They're not the enough of an teacher. opportunity. Yes. and and they're mad that they're at the two, three, four months. You're not picking you're it not up. Picking it up. Well, you never really showed me how to do yeah. that, there, employer. You just you were right. dictating to me that this is what needs to get done. Yeah, exactly. But you never really sat me down and talked to me about the reasons why this was being done. Correct, and why we're doing it this way rather than the way that you might be thinking of doing it, which was also another way to do it. But this is the best way to do it, and that's because of you know, I have the experience or, you know, our foreman has the experience or, you know, we've been doing, well, we're talking 300 of these things yeah. or well, whatever. This is the right way. This is how it's efficient. Well, why can't I just go do it th this way? You can do it that way, but we've tried it. That but way. we already know we've what tried the outcome of that is. Exactly. We already, we've already been down that path, right? But if you don't communicate with the person joining the ranks of tens and tens of thousands of satisfied doll customers allows you to experience the doll difference firsthand. You can trust in the quality and the durability of their products, backed by a company with a long-standing reputation for excellence. With Doll, you're not just purchasing a great product, but you're also gaining a reliable partner that is committed to your success. Check out Doll at www.dollvalve.com and on social at dollvalve. That, then they're left to their own devices, and all of a sudden they might do a piss poor job at that point. Yeah, and then yeah. so whose fault is it? It's well, the teacher, it, it, but, it, but ultimately my fault. Yeah, right? so, so you can't get mad, mad, mad at people when they do stuff wrong. It's just you didn't really take the time to slow down and spend the even if it's just an hour to sp yep. talk with a young man that's yeah. just starting. He's got a, he's in high school still, or yeah. you know you got the forty five year old that's just trying a new a new, a new career, career path. Yeah, and there's just nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, but hey, you've had your life experience. But here at Hydro Green, this is how we do things. This is how everything's always tight and right. Everything's organized. Everything's clean, clean, clean all the time. If you're not, if you're not clean, you know how hard it is to go find that little part that, that you need in your van when you open it up and everything falls out. Like you, you get very ass. frustrated at those I types know. of things because you, you know, as a business owner, you put some blood, sweat, and tears into it, and then you see people that are just kind of, you know, not putting their best foot forward. And that's when we have a conversation when we try and fit, fix it. Right. So. Everybody spends so much time and effort and skill set. Yeah building out their truck to be as organized as possible. Yeah. But then they don't spend the time and effort to actually maintain it and keep it that order. And to teach that employee that this is how I want it to look a month from now. And if you need to spend an extra half an hour to clean your truck at the end of the day. I want you to walk in there and know exactly where you need to go. Yeah, exactly. Not move a bunch of that things to get to where you need correct. to go. Correct. That way we can get four to six things done a day instead of two to four things done in a day. Man. Efficiency is everything with us. Efficiency yeah. is everything. And having the knowledge to walk up to a sprinkler system 
and almost have x-ray vision and know what's going on. Like you have a lot of questions. You never had a sprinkler guy on here. You have a small sprinkler system in your backyard, which is, you know, you know that much extent to it. But then past that, oh, I don't know shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 you know, you have one, which yeah. is a step in the right direction. I know the pure bone basics. It's yeah. basically I built a go kart. Is what I know. Yeah. That's the extent of go. it. There I'm not go. building a car yet. I'm yeah. hiring you guys. You guys sell yeah, a yeah. car to get. Yeah, on but the road. but but you have good head on your shoulders. You yeah. realize this. I can you're, 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 in right the, you're in the industry. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we will lead you to the water. That's yeah, no yeah. pun intended. <laughs> exactly. But but, uh, but no, it's uh, with the with with, with people. And your your employees, it's really important to, you know, really show really show them how things are expected to be done, rather than you know just go dig the hole, put the head in, and then the head sticking out of the ground like that's that's, that's too which I've easy. seen that which, yeah. I, which I've seen that and I and there's been there's been instances where you know you know the Indeed machine, the Kijiji machine, Zip Recruiter machine. You get these people that come in and say they have lots of experience. Three, an example this year, three years experience shows up, doesn't know how to put just a little plastic tea together, which is like step one on the learning curve. But you have three years experience. So that's what becomes frustrating because uh, when you're hiring, obviously when you're putting your resumes out there, you want to make yourself look good. But don't make yourself look stupid. If you don't know something, we're the type of guys that will teach you. Just if ask. you say, hey, I'm, I'm really passionate about the green space industry, and you want to and you want to try the irrigation lawn sprinkler world? Come on and try, but have a good attitude, and don't tell me you've done this before if you haven't. Because then there's a whole new ball game on that type of employee in the training and thinking aspect of it, like what we just talked about. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of frustrating when you don't get a a, a, a true story of so, who somebody is on the hiring process until they're day one on the site with ten other guys, and then your ten guys that are rock stars looking at him and saying this is the new leader you just hired or whatever right yeah so it creates awkward situations and that we have ways to you know um, to diffuse that and kind of mitigate that but it's frustrating because as you know the hiring process is absolutely crazy especially how many good lawn sprinkler technicians do you know well it's not much i was just gonna right? ask you ben it's it a very it's niche a, niche niche a, a HR lot of guys kids getting into the business are probably looking at this as just like it's a filler Filler between free university yeah. and your real job. So what we're trying to create here it's, is it's not a bunch of quote unquote real jobs or careers. Yeah, like we we pay well. We 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 expect we expect things out of you for paying you well. But at the same time, I don't fire any bullcrap towards people. If I expect you to be here five years, ten years, I want to lean on you. You'll get paid appropriately, but I expect things out of you. And sometimes that expectation kind of becomes overwhelming for some people or and or other times it becomes uh you know it's just uh it's just the the, the hr has really been a pain in the butt for uh, for us in the last last two years for sure it's just yeah. kind of managing those people trying to find good talent that you know can come jump in a truck and go fix a system it's a shame it's because any kids looking at this this in the irrigation industry yeah it's yeah. like listen you're gonna get the bare bones basics of yeah. plumbing so to speak correct pressurized systems correct now with technology you're gonna get networking and wi-fi tech based yep you're gonna get the bare bones basics of and that they, and you know what the, the 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 young men that we have working for us right now they they love that type of stuff yeah you know they grew up playing they the, love the video games toys they right? grew up taking yeah. apart computers and you know also stuff that i've never done i played my nintendo 64 back in the day right and uh they like doing that part they like walking through that uh 
Because at the end of a project, if you've been at a guy's house for a day or two installing a nice irrigation system, at the end, you show it off and you say, uh, hey, Manny, here's your new sprinkler system. Thank you for your phone. It's all on your phone now. Let's go look at zone one. Just press that play button there. Then it's always like, holy shit, But your shit, this business and your employee had a hand in learning and implementing that. Exactly. So, that so this isn't a filler is what I'm trying to get. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so it's nice because we, I, I used to have to be on site for every install. And now these guys are ta- taking the reins nice. and ha- and I can be more on the admin advertising sales, part of the thing, managing side of things, which is what every business owner should do. Yeah. But we're fortunate enough to have the right people that are on our team that we do have the ability to, 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 to do that. Do I dig a hole once in a while? Of course. I have to show the kids how to actually did to dig a hole. They haven't come up with technology yet for torpedoes. You guys are, are oh, still... Yeah. Di- oh, yeah. We, we, have some pretty, we have some pretty nice machines. Oh, okay, yeah, right. yeah. That's what we I have thought. a big uh, LM42 that we bought uh, a year and a half ago now that has a, a boring unit that can bore th- uh, 22 feet long. So if we had to go underneath the driveway and there was no access to go around the house, say you had a crazy backyard, plumbing comes out the left side of the house, you torpedo under a driveway. How does that thing work where it, it goes down? Yeah. But then it levels itself off. Yeah, so you have a big T on there, so it's a flexible rod. Oh, so, so that's you have a how T it's, that it hooks that's on. How it's and then you have, you basically put a little bit of a leverage bar that you can kind of force up. So if it's boring this way, instead of it going... You know, down and down and down and three, four feet on the other side, which you don't want to dig down. No, no, no. You got to kind of, you got to kind of feather it. Okay, so you're driving this big four wheeled machine, forty five hundred pound machine. This way, it just has a little bit of a, just has a little bit of a, uh, just has a little, little bit of a boring unit at the very bottom underneath. You but you can adjust rods. The, the the angle of uh, project like where, how yeah, it's moving. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's on an articulating, uh, ah. rotating. Then uh, then each rod is very flexible. So you how call, big of a hole are you making? Uh, so we we do a two and a half inch hole this okay. way. Okay. Okay. But then at the end, when it pops off, you take the cone off or the uh, we'll call it a cone, and then we put what's called a reamer on with a. Uh, with a what we call horse cock, which is a just to, which is a bad, which is a weird, weird word for it, but it's basically like a uh, like a it Chinese looks finger like a trap. Horse cock. Yeah, okay. it's a big Chinese fin- finger trap that you put your pipe in, and then you start spinning it the other way, and it will ream out to a three and a half inches. Okay, and you just kind of pull it back with the machine in, in reverse, and then that's where you, how you install your con- you conduit your con- or yeah. So that's how we do it that way. But then uh, also on this machine, we have a big trencher on the front that goes four feet down. In case we run into any really hard ground that we can't really tap in with a uh, with a shovel, uh, which is very rare. Why do you have to go like frost line? Uh, no, we don't need to go four feet. So sometimes, so sometimes we do. We, we actually install gas lines and stuff for pool guys. So okay. say we're working with we work with a couple of pool companies. Okay. Say they're like, hey Brandon, your your six inch hole trench is better than my twenty four inch bub bucket making a big mess for 80 feet that way can you drop a line right or a water line for a pool cabana that type of thing but with us we have the ability to go four feet but we only go about 18 inches when we're using the trencher Um, then on the back we have what's called a vibratory plow so on the back it's basically a big shaker box with a blade and a chain so so wheels are this way big big blade and then you have a chain on the bottom of it you put the blade in the ground engage the shaker oh yeah and I've seen uh, that. and you kinker you kink yeah, your pipe yeah. around it and then you just start driving and it slices the ground leaving like a very clean uh, 1 centimeter fault in, in the ground and then you just run it over with the with the tires and then you that's where you dig off of if it's a zone line so you might have to dig 18 inches long uh, eight, eight, eight inches deep. That's the extent of the digging that actually happens in our, in our trade now. Uh, machines, machines are. It's not like, 
A lot of people think, oh, we're going to have to dig up my whole backyard by hand. No, no, it's not like, like that. I just got to get over there, over there, yeah. over there. Yeah, but, but, but our machines are, have clean ways of do, doing yeah. this too. So it's all about leaving a site how you left it, or how, you, how you showed up, right? So a lot of people are worried about their grass, yeah. all that jazz. We always say, hey, if you're going to have new sod, uh, don't put it down be, before we get there. Always put it down um, you know, after the sprinkler systems in there, and everything's graded, uh, but uh, yeah, we have a very we have very cool machines in, in our industry that you know a lot a lot of other trades kind of see. So 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 it's pretty uh, unique, and obviously these machines have big costs to them too. So so if you're starting out, yeah machines. yeah exactly, it's not cheap to have yeah. them, but uh, but if, if you have the volume, if you have the volume, then uh, you you can have these machines and. It's when you're bringing new people in, it's always nice that you don't have to dig a whole backyard out by hand. Like I've done that. I've been there, done that where you can't get a machine in the backyard because you're so tight, but they have a big backyard. How are you going to, oh, where's the whole day ahead? Now we're going the old school yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Get we're the machine. Out. Uh, I want to ask you, Brent, as we get closer to the end here, how often should people be watering their grass? And I guess is seasonal speaking, right? Yeah, so seasonal speaking. So if you've got the 40 degree weather, I'd recommend every day. Um, but then... But at but that specific you can, time, you shouldn't be doing it during the day, right? No, yeah, exactly. So we always set all our systems to go turn off at 6.30 a.m. So normally in, in the summer, uh, sun starts coming up 6.40, 7 o'clock, say, just in a gen general speaking. You want that water to go down into the ground and have those, have those roots chase the water and elongate the roots so a nice, ha healthy lawn. You don't want to have a watering schedule in the middle of the day where you might, might lose some water to evaporation. You might have some magnification, which is a real thing, and burn your grass, burn your grass which yeah. is a thing. And it people is. don't think it, it is, but uh, it definitely is. So you want to be doing it during the wee hours of the morning. That could be... If you have a system's run cycle of four hours, you want it to be turning on at 2 a.m., turning off at 6 or 2.30, 6.30. That, so it depends on what's going on. If you only have three three zones, you can uh, turn off uh, turn on at 5.30 and, uh, and end at 6.30. It, How all, do it you all depends. you handle clients that tell, the, tell you that? That's the wrong way. No, it's not the <laughs> wrong way. They, they tell you that um, I hear the system turn on in the house. Because as soon as you start opening oh, up, oh, a little bit of a, it's called water hammer. It's called water hammer, or there are different ways. There are uh, little valves that you can install to if it's very loud. But sometimes it's all about how you just secure your plumb plumbing line. If you have a big PEX line flopping all over the place and then it just starts smacking, kind of like somebody's breaking your back door, then that's just a, not a pro job. We 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 put tax every twelve inches. Um, the the pressure is the pressure. If it's going to go, you're going to hear your sprinkler system. But go is there on. a way to make it quieter from the actual flow sounds? I get the hmm. the actual securing of the pipes themselves, so that yeah. you don't have that water hammering going on. Yeah. But when you actually turn it on, you'll hear that sound going through the pipe <laughs> because now it's exiting through wherever fixture is being used. Whether that's you, you would hear that sometimes even in the house. But yeah, I think it's amplified in the middle of the night when you're sleeping because there's no sounds going and, on. And and the water requirement is a lot, and the gallons rent requirement you're, you're is a lot a more than a shower or yeah. a faucet or something, right? So we're so you will hear that in, in initial rush, but once the, the system evens out. Then you won't it hear it so much. Yeah, so it's yeah. always when when zone line zones turn on. So for the first thirty seconds of that zone line filling up, like we were talking about earlier, only sixty to seventy percent of the water stays in there. Yeah. Once it, once that zone line gets pressurized evenly with that main line, yeah, you will it will be quiet. The only thing you'll hear is a bit, some hissing outside, which is natural from the heads and the nozzle selection yeah. and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious because it sometimes happens and I hear it and yeah. 
it's uh, but it's interesting. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to share? Uh, myself, no. Are you still hiring? You looking for? Yes, it? I'm definitely looking for guys. Yeah, if you so could, if you could give me a little so plug on that, there. big opportunity there. Yeah, we're definitely lo- 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 looking to add three to five guys o- onto our crews. Looking for main guys. Looking for guys that know what they're talking about. Have experience in the industry. Maybe have their certified irrigation irrigation tech certificate already. Um, Definitely uh, a huge opportunity for a young man, an older man, whatever, to uh, join a company that's really growing and really, you know, doing things in the industry that nobody else is really doing in the sense of uh, flow. Well, you guys are doing your homework, too. You're getting out there and trying yeah. to figure out what's coming up. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we, we go out to LO. We go out to San Antonio. We just were at the uh, IIA show, brought my... my uh, my my old lady Michelle, which is a huge shout out to her. She helps. She's been helping us out like crazy. She's now our office manager. She handles all the bill, billings, um, any uh, customer relations, chasing the money type of thing. She's uh, construction afterwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, then we brought Max down there with us. Seen a lot of new I- innovations, but uh, we're at the point of the technology on sprinklers where there is no. There's opportunities, but you're almost maxed out. All you've everybody's fine tuned everything so much where there is the innovations will be mi- minute, like glueless PVC connections, kind of like Shark Bite. That's what Hydra Ranges Kinky came out with, and I was super impressed with their product. Was it, is that makes sense? Like glueless. Looking for cutting edge solutions for your spray foam needs? Look no further than Elasticam Specialty Chemicals. With a remarkable track record spanning over three decades, Elasticam stands as an industry leader supplying contractors across Canada with top-grade closed-cell, open-cell, and specialty foam products and accessories. Experience hassle-free spraying in both summer and winter with Insulthane Extreme, Canada's groundbreaking HFO closed-cell product. Time is precious, and we know it. Optimize your efficiency and avoid downtime by choosing the best products with the best technical and customer support. Elevate your spray foam game today with Insulthane Spray Foam products by Elasticam. Give them a try today. Visit their website at www.elasticam.com or give them a call at 1-877-787-2436. Yeah, it does. So it's just like a shark bite. So you know shark bite plump. Yeah, but so, yeah, I mean, the problem I have with shark bite, it's a good product. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a temporary mindset in my eyes. That's so, what I used to think too, but then, our, but then when we first star- started, the plumbers that were used, we first started working with, they use shark bite, and we've had some systems that are 15 years old and no leaks. So there's no, no risk if you set up a system and all of a sudden a certain route catches it. Well, we aren't shark bite in the ground. This is just ah, going to be. This is okay, just going to okay. be so indoor gluing plum. in the ground. We're not gluing. It's actually all crimp. Oh, it's so, but if so it's all poly pipe, oh, and wow. uh, and then on the PVC PVC side of things, the rigid pipe. That's where these shark bite uh, okay, new right, new coupler called telescopic okay, co- okay, now couplers that are very cool. Yeah. Uh, but just to but just to sort of circle back to that hiring thing, um, to anybody out, out there that really wants to, you know, join somebody that's you know passionate about what, what they do, um, they we supply all the training. We will work with anybody that you know has the a positive attitude. So you're out there and you want to try something new definitely give us a shout yeah reach out yeah. through the show notes yeah, i got i got one great. last question before yeah, i get absolutely. into the 12 questions is absolutely are you seeing an uptick in i guess live walls and irrigation how people live live walls are cool they're very cool but it's a it's a you guys are tackling that like yeah you, we've done one before but uh yeah, it's but a different it's, it's a it's more of a cascading yeah uh, it's kind of like kind of like a drip system yeah each one kind of falls in, in, into itself there are ones that have actual um actual micro irrigation in each little flower pot on the libel depending on how it looks See, right? that's where i was going with it now is because everybody <laughs> in the springtime loves putting 
the window box planters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do a lot of those. Other than a watering can, or you just come along with the hose, which yeah. shoots all the soil everywhere. Could. Watering can is bad. Could. But yeah. the thing is, are you guys getting into that world? Are you guys having conversations with yes, clients we do. So, about that? Yeah, so, we, so, so if you have a nice backyard, you have planters, save 12 plant planters on your backyard deck. We can hide in one-eighth tube. I, I'm sure like a went, drip system. Like a drip system, but uh, I'm sure you've seen like misters at like, yes. uh, at like patios and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Similar yeah. line that we can hide in people's floor joists. Sometimes you peel up deck boards, hide them in there, drill through the joists, uh, and then have them come up through a small little hole in, in, in the patio. Uh, we do see a big uptick on that because, you know, as time goes on, people want to eliminate uh, any work they have to do around the house. And uh, It's why, great in why? the beginning. It's nice. To, to go and water everything. And yeah, it's great. It. Yeah, yeah. But it's then always when it starts getting midway through the summer, or, you're like, you have to do this Or if you're on year day? three of watering yeah, it, right? Like, I'm just so going to get a, I'm just gonna get an irrigation guy to come in and throw a zone in here. It's all going to be automated. And this is huge for people's cottages up in Muskoka or uh, or even in Wasaga, tiny township. We do a lot of cottage work, work in that area. If you're not there all the time, then it's uh, it's a convenience to have. The irrigation used to be a luxury to have, and now it's almost uh, when you're building a home or you're purchasing a home, it's almost like one of the things the homeowners are thinking instinctively about now. Yeah, so, it's part of it. So, so that industry is definitely cha- changing that way. Are you guys getting into also, uh, I remember this is years ago, and I don't know if it's still happening. Uh, I mean, here in Toronto, we do get some hot days in summer, mm. and I'll get on patios, and then they'll have a little mister. Yeah. Just like a light, light mist of, yep. you know, cold it's nice. water. It's yep. kind of nice. You it's guys nice. get into that uh, we, well? We've only done one, one of those for okay. a very uh, specific client. So they're still doing it, right? They're, yeah, they're, do that's not backyard. as common as you think it is. Well, I totally uh, would love it in the backyard. Yeah, man. yeah, exactly. So uh, last year we did one. Worked out really good. I had a customer, John, re- reach out and ask so me So what was that, that called? Because like, that's, that's a like lot. A, we, we call them the cooling zone. It's just we call them we, okay. call we call them the chill zone, cooling zone. Okay. He he just wanted for when he's lay, laying out by his pool. He has a nice little pergola that goes over. Sometimes yeah. you know you don't want to jump in the pool or yeah. well, whatever the case mist, is. Right? So he can have his phone and he just goes. He just goes turn to. Turn on the cooling zone. Turn on the cooling zone. So yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. But what do you guys like? What's the head there? Like that's a. It's like a small steel head, so it's a di- it's a di- different sort of uh, application. It's it's still irrigation, but it's just. Uh, and you don't need twelve gallons of water. No, 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 no. You you <laughs> could you, you can have like eight, eight of those going, and you say 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 this was your pergola here. Yeah. You'd have eight of them here, and then yeah. you just sit here if there's Is it no rain? wind. What's going no, on? it's Is not. It it's just a no, nice no, fog, nice no, cool don't fog. Don't you feel? Chilled, yeah, chilled yeah, out, very right? chill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm getting upset. Some of it's going into my beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I love that. There's a hole, and it kind of expands. That's what I mean about it. if anybody wants to get into this industry. Yeah, it's not a filler. Yeah, there's so much opportunity. There's so many Absolutely. like, and more and more people, homeowners, are looking at this as like we want this. Yeah, we want it to be a part yeah, of yeah. Our it's home. A, it's almost an automatic now. But then, in saying that, as industries become more of an automatic, you get more competition. Yeah. More people drive, saturate the market. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's very, it's very, uh, apples and apples. Yeah, man. exactly. That's you got to compare apples clients. and apples. That's the best way to say it. But that's uh, what I want to tell. So Brandon, thank you so much. I got to do the 12 questions. Yep. Uh, Hydro Green Irrigation Inc. Triple W Hydro Green dot CA 705-716-8316. Reach them at office at Hydro Green dot CA on IG at Hydro Green dot CA. And then on Facebook, Hydro Green Irrigation Inc. Uh, and then his personal on LinkedIn. So there's yep. lots of ways to get a hold of you guys. Yes, sir. What's your favorite construction word? What's my favorite construction word? Uh, my favorite construction word. Damn. Um, don't have one off the top of my head. 
Don't have one. I'm uh, Jabroni. I hear Jabroni a lot. Jabroni, jabroni a jabroni. lot. Yeah, we like call jabroni. a lot of guys that are bugging us. We call we say that a lot around the shop and at uh, certain certain people's houses <laughs> for sure. But uh, but no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. What is your least favorite tool? Least favorite tool: the shovel. I don't want to be touching that shovel too often, but when I do, I can uh, carve sculptures. Something that will never be redesigned. It's always going to be yeah. that way. That yeah, serves yeah. its purpose. Tech, tech, no, unless you're going to throw a motor on it somehow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what construction sound do you love? I love uh, I love hearing our big Ver- 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 Vermeer startup and okay. uh, that shaker box. Really, I I, I, I like machines a lot. Like uh, we have a big uh, we have a big commercial van too that color Bertha. When she starts up the air, the they have big uh, radiator fan in there that starts screaming at you for about one one minute. So I know, uh, so I know people are doing doing good things when I hear this stuff start up. What's your favorite beverage? Favorite be- beverage? Hmm. I'm an IPA guy. I'm a, I, I, I like I, I IPA beers, but uh, if we're gonna talk about non-alcoholic beers, I like a nice any drink, any beverage. Oh yeah, matter. yeah. No, I'm a I'm a big Flying Monkey ju- ju- juicy ass type of guy. That's uh, that's a brewery in Barrie. Shout out Flying Monkeys. Nice. But yeah, no. Uh, no, they're they're great. They're 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 local. Don't drink too many. I'm trying not to drink too many of them. But uh, in the dog days of the winter, a few more go down a little easier. <laughs> no harm. Yeah. What turns you on and off in construction? Uh, people that say they know what they're doing when they really don't. Uh, that could be on a contractor or employee. You'll get a lot side. further if you actually just speak the truth. Speak the truth and give, give it to me straight, rather your contractor. You might meet someone with. who's going to want to teach you. Or, or, or even when I go to sites, I know a competitor in the industry did, and we're now the maintenance guy on them, and I'm looking at their work, and it's just, just not this, just not say you want to have qual- quality work. Yeah. And if you can't have a certain amount of quality or a certain level standard within your business, I kind of, kind of just makes the hairs on my back stand up a little bit. <laughs> what turns you uh, on? Uh, on on with the wor- world, uh, the amount of uh, resources that are con- coming out in our a- a industry. There's a lot more, a lot more in our industry. It used to be like I said, a, lo- a luxury thing. In the last ten years, we've really seen an uptick on sales reps con- coming out to site to help us uh, install a new product or sh- give us a lesson. We had uh, Tony Tony from Rainbird came out and gave us a nice little lesson on all this computer Rainbird IQ thing. We posted up in a, one of the schools in a classroom, and myself and five of our main guys. Uh, sat there and he gave about a three hour presentation and you know that's just uh, out of the goodness of their heart and 10, 10 years ago I don't think you would have seen too much of that and uh, just a training that's available uh, the little little uh, courses online that that, that, that you can uh, that you can get in our industry never used to be just a thing information just information is just becoming more and more if you're a landscaper 20 years ago you had a lot but your irrigation guy 20 years ago there wasn't anything Nothing. just put the water in the ground and we don't want to think about it but now it's uh i started paying attention to that because right now actually we're recording this on the the third week of january and ces is on right now so consumer yeah. electronics shows going yeah. on right now in vegas yeah. yeah and i remember i think it was about five years ago i'm gonna guess five or six years ago kohler showed up at the ces oh and i was like well, what's a plumbing company doing at, at ces but then i started paying attention to what they started implementing in their yeah. products yeah which is all tech-based stuff now yeah so now you're cool. starting to see more construction companies yep. showing up and presenting at ces which tells you what everybody it tells, tells you that the industry is changing completely oh, yeah. and they're integrating tech into yep. our 
our world now. Oh, yeah. And you should be paying attention the to what's out there. Uh, the construction world is getting really crazy with even install practices of, of any sort in any yeah. industry and uh, just making things more uh, seamless and efficient for the end, end, end user, basically, is what it I, comes I just, down to. A lot to, of right? people throw that term smart home around way too much. They do, yeah. And it's just like, I think when they start talking about smart home, you start thinking about the Jetsons or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's yeah. not... When I think about the term smart home, I think about what the homeowner truly wants their home to be about. Yes. Because it's their home. Yeah. So if you can figure out what they're all about and make that home for them, then that starts to become a true smart home. But that, but, but, but that, but that, uh, that customer is becoming a bigger and bigger de demographic. Yeah. As people get, get older, 100%. things are, you know, life isn't easy for some people or busy for most people. And, you know, if you can eliminate a few things that they have to think, think about, they're willing to pay for that in, in any industry. That is. Sadly, in my time, I think there's going to be homes that are going to get built where they're going to use the selling feature of like walk in and going lights on. Oh, yeah. Music on. That's getting close to the jet, Jetsons. Cooking. There. Very close. 350 degrees on. Yeah. Uh, run bath on. Like yeah. it's just this whole. So complete human speaking to a complete non-human telling their home to come alive and to benefit what they want to do. Yeah. And I'm like, that's going to definitely happen in my lifetime. It's gonna, it, it will. Will it be in my home? No. no Sorry, no, I don't same. want it to be that way because I'm not lazy enough to put the light on myself. No, no, What's I, your favorite curse word? Favorite curse word. Uh, you have to say the F-bomb, man. That's yeah, it. Go-to. Yeah, yeah, Can't go wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, say that once in a while, sitting in the truck, being like, what of course. the fuck are these people doing? It's a release. <laughs> What's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? My favorite vehicle? It's got to be... Uh, Lamborghini Aventador, very, very, uh, very. It's always been a nice. Really shape. like one of those. Yeah, yeah. it's always it's been a nice. Clean shape. lines, all just. But if I go, if I were to go uh, a truck version, I'd, I'd want an F four fifty. That's what I would want. That's that's either two sides of the coin there. Sorry. A lot of people don't realize that Lamborghini made a truck in the eighties. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. The LM uh, 002, Oh, I'll have to check which I out. still think looks amazing today really and it definitely looks a thousand times better than their urus yes or uranus or whatever yeah it's yeah that's i can't stand price that tag on those too but look up the lm002 lm002 uh, it, i will it's hard to find it's a it's a beautiful truck uh it was seen in miami vice back in the day like nice. this was the truck this was a go-to truck what, what, what was that was that like similar to it looked like the kuntash had no it would have been a precursor of a hummer Oh, cool. It was a very aggressive style. Cool. Wasn't what you expected from Lamborghini. Yeah. But what I have always liked about Lamborghini was that that company was designed on the idea of trying to figure out what the market wants. Yep. Not like Ferrari, where they're just basically telling the market, this is what you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lamborghini yeah. was listening to the market. Ferrari was telling the market. Yeah, they, they had their f finger more on the pulse of the market yeah. rather so than... It just, I always liked that when you talk trucks, and I, I love this, like, black and tan leather in that vehicle. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's nice. the best color scheme out there. <laughs> uh, what do you miss from your childhood? What do I miss from my childhood? Um, the simplicity. Simplicity of the childhood. You know, mom and dad make me craft dinner with hot dogs. You know, they're putting, they're working their ass off for, wouldn't be anywhere without Simple. my mom. My mom and dad have definitely helped me out in nice. uh, a lot of different ways in the hockey nice. world, business world. I wouldn't be anywhere without my mom and dad. A lot yeah. of people don't uh, mention their parents and they talk about construction, but if I didn't have the parents I, I have, I wouldn't uh, be the person I am today. So shout out mom and dad. Awesome, man. I love that. Love you guys. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? 
Uh, I always wanted to be an underwater welder. I always thought that was a very, 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 romantic very like u- unique yeah. look and very uh, manly. Yeah, look, you got to have some balls of steel to be out there on these rigs when waves are crashing up against you. But, Shooting uh, a shark away or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zapping them with the, with, with, the, with the welder. Get out of here. But uh, that, that always seemed that always seemed, seemed to intrigue me. Get or, or, out of the water and go, I just yeah. need 10 grand. Yeah, yeah, like exa- kind of exactly. Make, you know the fee attached yeah, to that job. Yeah, I've had, uh, I've had a buddy that does it, and I had a buddy that used to work on the uh, actual pipeline that goes all the oh. way to Europe, and he used to go scrape, just scrape, scrape barnacles <laughs> off. But he'd take he'd he'd have to go down three days. It would take him to go down and to depressurize, and the money that was come pouring out of this guy's ears Stupid was just crazy. Money. Yeah, but Risk. scary job, Risk. scary job. Yeah, he was definitely a unique individual that was doing it. But good guy. What profession do you not want to do? Profession? Uh, do I, I don't want to be a uh, don't want to be a uh, porta potty guy. That's definitely get the shitty end of the stick. Mm. <laughs> Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Proud of you. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm proud of you. You did a good job. Nice. Your skill set definitely uh, worked out well. That's, nice. that's what I'd like to hear the, the, the big guy say. Thanks, Brandon. No Pleasure problem. having you on the show. Uh, thank so you very much you for having me. Getting on here and talking about a bunch of stuff that I don't know a lot of, this but I'd awesome. like to learn about it. This is awesome, man. I'd, I'd be more than happy to come, could, could come out there totally. uh, again and cut totally. a couple episodes down the road. We got you in the good season, the winter yeah. time right now. You're, yeah. just, you're building the business winter, right now. Winter time is uh, is like a little bit slower for me, yeah. but definitely uh, still putting in 34 hour, 30 to 40 hour weeks, just doing a whole bunch of stuff. We're upgrading our website and all that now too. So talking to marketing guys, um, planning for projects. We get drawings in almost daily. So, you know, it's, there's always stuff to uh, pick and choose through, from, but uh, yeah, just trying to stay out of tr- trouble, stay above water. Do, do, they, do they still sell the... They still they, sell that? They don't sell that anymore, but sometimes we get older systems that have that. That have that, right? big hat that pops up. They're yeah. a rain, they're rain, yeah. rainbird product. Because I, I don't they're about yeah, twice I the size of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're huge. But no, everything's more compact now. That's what I figured. Yes, yeah. So technology is what it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you, man. It's no problem. Pleasure having you on the show. Great interview. Thanks, man. man. Yeah, so I really appreciate it. Wish you all the best. Say hi to everybody there, and they'll be listening, I'm sure. But I will. Uh, thank you very much. I Thanks, man. It. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. Angelina, we're out of here.